Congratulations, you've made it to the honor roll. I'm Chris Dunn, and I'll be introducing you to the people who make Fayette County Public Schools excellent. Our district annually ranks among the best in both the state of Georgia and nation academically, and we want to shine the spotlight on everyone who helps our students thrive. Behind every successful school day is a team of people worthy of recognition, and they each have their own story to tell. Join us as we dive in and learn about their journeys, their inspirations, and their whys on the honor roll. Welcome to the honor roll. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Charlene Patterson, and I'm one of the student advocacy specialists here in the school system. Thank you for being here, and we'll jump right in. Let's uh, tell us about your early life, where you grew up, went to school, all that. Oh, people will be jealous about where I grew up. I was born and raised in Hawaii. So um, it's where I went to elementary school, middle school, and parts of high school. Um, my dad got a job in Jacksonville, Florida uh, with the civil service at Mayport Naval Station. And so we moved in the middle of our sophomore year. <laughs> and so that's where I went to college in Florida. Um, University of North Florida, got my bachelor's and master's there, and then got married and moved up here. So how, how did you find your way to Fayette County? Well, um, so I met my husband at the University of North Florida, and when he graduated, he moved here and started teaching at Flat Rock. Okay. And I was still in Jacksonville teaching there. And when we got married, nice. that's I moved up here. Yeah. Then I guess you guys just kind of fell in love with the area. Oh, yeah. We've been here. How long have we been married? 26 years? Yeah. That's long, how long we've been here. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, put family through the school system as well? Oh, yeah. We've got two kids. Um, Dylan, she's 25, and Dean's 24. They went through the Braylon, Rising Star, Stars Mill. Um, yeah, great place to raise kids. Sure. And so what do you think it is that makes our school system special? Because that's, that's kind of a common theme that – they work here, their kids go here, and they, they stay. They're just, I don't know, mm -hmm. I'm one myself. Yeah. Um, you know, it's its just, I think, the tight-knit community. Um, schools support each other mm -hmm. and support the families that are there. And so we felt really confident with um, putting our kids through the school system. And we wanted to work with in the school system, too. And it's kind of like... You get a chance to kind of repay, you know, the, the love that teachers and coaches put into your kids, and you get to do the same. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We totally appreciate all of <laughs> the teachers that took our kids, especially with our son. Um, <laughs> there were some challenges, and yeah. but all are patient. We just mm -hmm. love all the teachers here. And then, so tell us, what does a student advocacy specialist do? Goodness, what don't we do? <laughs> this is kind of a new um, position for us. And so the purpose of this position was brought about after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, we started noticing that kids had other issues besides maybe academic. Right. There were some um, mental health issues. And that came to the forefront after the pandemic. People were anxious, maybe depressed. And we wanted to make sure that we served those kids um, and advocate for those kids. A lot of times kids don't come right out and mm -hmm. tell you. And so we um, are referred, uh, students are referred to us based on what teachers, counselors, and administrators see. And then we just kind of work with, with the students 
through whatever issues they may have and advocate for them when they can't speak for themselves, help families through that, and then push resources towards them when they need it. And so is it, is it kind of an extension of, of, of a school counselor or kind of an offshoot of that? Um, a little bit. We do work very closely with our school counselors and our school administrators. Um, and so we might help with discipline sometimes. We might help with some family issues with the counselors. Uh, we collaborate with them so closely that everybody knows what each other's doing. Um, I think the biggest difference with us is that we are accessible 24-7. So our students have our numbers. Our students and families have our cell phone numbers if they need us at night, if they need us on the weekends or during the break that's coming up. And so we want to be sure that they have someone to talk to um, when they're not in school. And then you guys, um, you're not limited to just one school either. You're kind of part of the whole feeder pattern. Is that right? Yeah. So um, we there's three of us, Racine Sales and Mary Stackhouse and myself. We each have about eight or nine schools. So I have Macintosh and all, all of that area, and then we divvied it up. And I think that, that probably is nice in that even though the, the role is kind of new, that you would have the chance to say, maybe maybe if a kid first came to you in elementary school and you're kind of their, can be their go-to throughout their career as, you know. Oh yeah. It's a kind of trusted kind of partner, really. Mm -hmm. It really is. And you know, even though we've only, this is only our second year, I have kids from an elementary school who are now at the middle school and they love that I'm there at the middle school as well. Mm -hmm. So there to support them through that transition as well um, it's it's a good good way to go through feeder through the feeders but it's not quite as easy through the feeders because right. there's only three of us and there's right. five feeders so we have to right kind of divvy that up yeah and so but before transitioning to the student advocacy specialist what was your role um, well, for those people who know me, I've been in the county for 20-something yeah. years, and so I've, I've been a teacher, an assistant principal, a principal. Um, just before I got this position, I was actually at the um, State Department okay. working with, in the Office of School Safety and Climate. And so I was doing a lot with behaviors and mental health already mm -hmm. within the state. Um, and just happened to see Otha Mann at a conference and we were talking about this position. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. what a great opportunity it is for this district to have people like that um, helping families who, you know, we, we often look at our high achieving kids and then our lower achieving kids and behavior issues, but never those kids who fall through the crack who might be experiencing some issues that we don't see because maybe we might be busy with the yeah. other ends of the spectrum and so this position offers that kind of support to kids who might not often be seen right and then um so we, we talked about it a bit then but so what was it that made you kind of want this to be your kind of your new specialty um you know, we, we all have experienced some type of, I don't want to say mental health concern, but during the pandemic, it, it kind of came to the forefront. You know, what what's our future looking like? 
what's going to happen after this? And so through that experience, even through my work experience, I even had had a bit of a career challenge struggle for myself Mm -hmm. at one point. And so I know that people need someone to talk to, especially children who have experienced trauma. And so um, I'm always for the underdog. I am. And um, I just wanted to be able to get back Mm -hmm. with students and working with students. So this was a great opportunity. I think we've kind of seen in society it kind of breaking down the stigma that like it's okay like we all have our own different issues it's it's okay it's healthy to talk mm-hmm. talk about it and you get to be kind of that person for someone maybe maybe it's something they have a hard time discussing at home but kind of an outside unbiased party you get to kind of help maybe help get them on the right path. oh yeah and that's what we we talk about with kids you know i I like to say, and you've seen the t-shirt, it's okay to not be okay. Um, And so when students come, they're at first a little leery. Mm -hmm. And I say, look, I'm a person you can vent to if you're not comfortable talking to your parents or you don't want to say things to your counselor. I can be that person. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you tell me that you're going to hurt yourself, someone else, or someone's hurting you, then I've got to report it. And so I think they feel very comfortable just kind of letting all those feelings out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it escalates to something where they might be sure. thinking about hurting themselves, then we push them to the counselor and administration. And it, one thing I've, we've talked about with a lot of the different guests is um, kind of the whole, it's about having a whole student. Um, obviously you learn important things in geography and math and science but there's so much else you can learn during a school day like in the cafeteria you're learning manners you're learning eating healthy mm-hmm. and, and all that and then you, you're getting a chance to kind of teach them some really important life skills yeah. mm-hmm. so we we even talk about mindfulness how do you bring yourself down when you're starting to feel anxious or depressed who can you go to besides me or you know if you have a friend how can you approach people and so you're right we give them life tools and life skills um, for them to be able to utilize throughout their lives it, so just kind of an e- what would be kind of like an easy if maybe you're having a moment of anxiety of overwhelming what's a good tip for somebody so we usually give them some breathing exercises. But most of the kids who are anxious are anxious because of tests or things that happen in school. So what we try to do is tell them, hey, you know you're gonna take a test and you know you're going to be anxious about it. So expect that anxiety, right? People worry because they worry and they're gonna worry. Mm -hmm. So we tell them expect to worry. Expect that and find that tool to bring yourself down. And so we, some kids get it right away. Um, our younger kids kind of, we have to work through that. Um, but we like to say expect it. We know we're going to be anxious. We know we're going to worry. Right. That's part of life. How do we bring ourselves down? Yeah. Yeah. And so who inspired you or still, or still does? So many people, you know. My dad um, immigrated from the Philippines from nothing. Um, 
wanted to become a citizen of the United States, a country he never, he only read about, right? Thought about his future family and want them to have opportunity. Um, education was important to both my parents and so um, that was inspirational. I have, I'm one of eight children and I have a younger sister who was born with spina bifida. And so the struggles, I don't know if it was struggles, but um, some of those challenges my parents had bringing her up through the school system when IDEA wasn't yet a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to advocate for those who didn't know the system. Mm -hmm. How do I work it so that things can happen for students who might need special supports? And so um, that was an inspiration. And you know, my husband, he's an inspiration. We're both educators and his parents are educators. And so we wanted, we wanted to be sure that we were good educators for our children and our children saw how schools work and were respectful in schools and also valued education. So everybody inspired everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you, and you mentioned your dad being from the, the Philippines and uh, um, your daughter got to play for the, the Philippines national team. How, how cool was that? Oh, that was so exciting. Um, you know, we, we don't often talk about our Filipino heritage. Um, so that was kind of cool to let her see that side, um, actually travel to the Philippines, traveled through Asia. I haven't even been there, but um, <laughs> she got that opportunity and uh, it, it gave her a lot of confidence in her game, in her knowledge of soccer and just for her career. And so it was very cool. My dad was so proud. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's gonna be really special to, to see his granddaughter get to celebrate his his heritage and where he came from yeah you know what's funny is my dad's dad my grandfather actually played for the philippine national baseball team oh. in 1913 and that baseball team was the first philippines team to ever travel to the united states oh. and so it was kind of a cool full circle yeah. thing <laughs> i think one one thing i, I should talk about with a recent guest is uh there's so much unique culture within our school system mm -hmm. that people may not think about and it and then you know maybe your daughter didn't wasn't part of her life every day during the school but like there's there's so many opportunities to kind of explore and get to know like the world is here yes yes and so you know and I, I love the diverse schools mm -hmm. because just as different cultures I am interested I mm -hmm. see kids in Macintosh um, doing doing some of their cultural things and I ask questions and I want to be a part of it because gosh we we need to know about different people and their belief system and then how can we work with them to make sure everybody fits in and sometimes when you study the differences you're either, oh, it's maybe it's like got a different name a little tweak to it but like a lot yeah. of a lot of our backgrounds and things are, are so similar exactly we're not as different as we think we are exactly so respect community family it might, like you said, it might have different words to it, but it all kind of looks the yeah. same in every in every culture. So, and so the the last question we'd like to ask everybody is, uh, what's your why? That is probably one of my favorite questions, 
and probably one of the most loaded questions. Um, you know, you ask, why do we do things? Why don't we do things? Why do things happen? Um, and so my why throughout my career, throughout my life has changed mm -hmm. um, because my trajectory has changed in my career. I've wanted to work with kids because I wanted to be sure that kids who don't have voices get a voice, like my sister. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to be a school leader because that's where we make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to be a district leader because we can make a district uh, a district a little better. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully provide that impact. And I worked at the State Department because, wow, what a great opportunity to, to see what's going on around the state and maybe bring something back to this district. I even worked for a, I worked for a, a company to talk about formative assessments and did professional development around um, the nation because I thought assessments were important to to drive instruction. Um, so a lot of different things, and my most recent why is because um, kids kids just happen to, to need that extra support. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it for myself, I've seen it just in, in my neighborhood, and who, who better mm -hmm. to talk to than someone who maybe has lived through right. some challenges themselves. Um, so a lot of whys, and if if you've worked with me before, uh, when I was a principal, I asked that question a lot mm -hmm. of the teachers in the building. Um, and I told, I always often tell people my why, so they're not asking, yeah. why did you do that? They, they know my story, right. so they understand why I make the decisions I make, why I say the things I say, and why I believe the things I believe. Um, I'm an open book, right. and I think that's important, mm -hmm. especially as a school leader, for people to see you, who you are as a person, and not separate yourself from other people. You're part of the workforce of that school. I don't, um, I don't believe I know everything, right. so, People know what I don't know, and I ask. I'm not afraid to ask. And so um, your why is so important mm -hmm. to what people see of you. And so if they don't know your story and they don't know your why, they're going to ask you questions. Um, I, don't, I don't want people to ask questions about my why. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for taking time to tell yeah. us your story and your why. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope it made sense. Um, you know, I, I love kids. I love the school system. It it has given me and my family so much, mm -hmm. and I I just always feel like I need to give back. So hopefully, I'm doing that. And I think and I think the different roles you've had also kind of it it gives you different perspective. Yes. And I think that's got to be invaluable too. Oh yeah, it it's been the best career here. Yeah. <laughs> I've loved it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me.
This has been an official podcast of Fayette County Public Schools. For more stories from our district, visit us online at fcboe.org, where you can also find links to our social media channels. If you know someone you would like to see featured on a future episode, email us at dunn.chris at fcboe.org, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for joining us on the Honor Roll. Class dismissed.